My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I coined the term FOMO. That's short for fear of missing out, and it's why some people end up following the crowd. But we're not like them. We're part of a new species that isn't afraid to do things differently. I call us FOMO sapiens. And this is the show where you'll meet people like us, phenomenal FOMO sapiens, to learn how they find the courage and the ideas to live exceptional lives. FOMO. FOMO. Welcome to another episode of FOMO Sapiens, the show for people who don't just follow the crowd, but instead take their own path to success in business and life. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Today, we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship in the Philippines and Asia with an amazing guy who I met when I was in Manila back in December. So here's how it all went down. I was in a town for this work project that had me meeting with a bunch of VCs and kind of entrepreneurship people. And everybody was investing in this company called Podcast Network Asia. And I kept hearing about it and my ears pricked up. And I was thinking to myself, I gotta know more about that. So I managed to secure an introduction to the founder. His name is Ron Betong, and we had dinner. And it was just synchronicity. We had so much to talk about. We ended up actually forging a little partnership. I'm working with his new company, Pod Machine, on some of the stuff I do. If you see my TikToks or my reels, that's all those guys helping me out there. And Ron told me his story. And I got to tell you, I loved it. And it, it made me annoyed with myself that we don't cover more international founders on this show. This is something that I don't know why I'm failing at this because I this is what I do for a living. I invest in companies all over the world. And see, it's like pretty messed up. So it is a goal. And by the way, if you know people who would be good for the show that are doing really crazy stuff, interesting stuff, send them my way, please. But when I met Ron, I just thought this guy, he's a FOMO sapiens. We need to have him on the show. And let me tell you a little bit about Ron. He founded Podcast Network Asia, which is the biggest podcast network in the Philippines. It helps produce and monetize shows using tech. He also hosts the number one business podcast in the Philippines. It's called Hustle Share. I was on the show. He also created, listen to this one, Chatbot PH, the first chatbot development company in the Philippines. I love that. And then he exited that. And I just think that's, that's you know, he was way ahead of his time on that. This was, you know, not today. It was like, you know, a while ago. And he also founded the largest nightlife app in Asia, Party File. Guy's got a, a real sort of knack for naming stuff. I like that. What you're going to learn about today is, first of all, Ron's path. has it's He's just like a classic entrepreneur where there's so many ups and downs. We're going to get into it. He will tell his story. And the way he tells his story, it's so compelling. It's, it's very cinematic. We're also going to talk about what it's like to be a builder, an entrepreneur in Asia. What are the opportunities, the challenges, what's different, what's the same? Just get into that. And we're going to learn about his new company, which I think is a really cool, Pod Machine. I'm excited about it. I'm using it, as I said. Go check that out as well. Uh, Pod Machine is, is a really interesting product, especially if you're a podcaster or you want to be a podcaster. It's just a great way to get into the business of podcasting at a low price point with high quality. So we'll be talking about that as well. Now, my small ask today... My small ask today is for Ron because I love Ron and I, I think he's an awesome guy and I want to support him. Check out his company, Pod Machine, and consider using it, okay? I really like it. I've been using it now for a couple of months and they're doing all kinds of stuff with my TikToks and my reels and they, they put them together for me and help me to post them and make them do okay. 
And we have a whole plan to grow on that front. And so that's all because of Ron, all inspired by Ron, all taken care of by Ron and his wonderful team out of Manila. So go check it out. It can be really an, a very powerful tool and something that you should consider if you are in this world. All right, and now it is time for the first question of the interview. And as you know, I like to ask the same question every time. And the question is this, what's a formative decision you've had to make to get to where you are today? The, the most important and the most formative decision I've had to make is to believe. Okay, that sounds very cliche, but just to provide a, a, a background, I come from the Philippines, born and raised here. And from where I come from, social mobility isn't very, very normal. So a lot of my friends, especially my family, typically hover from a very low middle class to a lower class income. And what I, the, the most important decision is to believe that we can make it up. When I say we, just whatever I, I'm doing now is a product of my dream and my mom's dream combined together. And the, the only thing that we really wanted to believe was no matter how dire, how difficult life was before, is we could ever buy a house. And through, through the hustle, I'll tell you later how that works, but the decision I've, I've really uh, just sum it up, the most important thing is to believe when everything looks dire around me. Do you have a role model? I'm curious because it's, it's, it's harder to believe if you don't have a role model. It's, it's harder to believe if you don't have a role model where you live. Mm. But you know, who did you look to? There's, it's cliche. It's, I, I, it's never just one. Uh, mm. The role model, obviously, in terms of how hustling is, which is all about everything that I do now, is my mom. She never said mm. it out loud that, hey, you should hustle. But I saw her literally go from go to death. This is a typical single mom um, American story where, you know, uh, you have a child, you're going to have to go through multiple jobs. She didn't have multiple jobs. She had one job, but she had a lot of side hustles, and she was deep in, deep in debt to to get me across because again, social mobility didn't, didn't uh, exist where I am because majority of the time, a lot of my contemporaries are stuck in public schools in the Philippines, which mm. again, already is a death kiss if you're educated that way. She gave me opportunities to believe and hustle. To She put me in good schools that she can't afford but that allowed me to really discover my talents, instill confidence. And then a lot of uh, other people, it really, I idolized one person a lot. And growing up, I, his story just resonated to me the most. His name is Chauncey Billups, is uh, the NBA basketball player in the Detroit Pistons, where people always counted him out. Uh, again, bounced around the league, almost got thrown out. And then in Detroit Pistons, he came from, uh, you know, an afterthought to a finals MVP. It, it's very much just like my journey, though as an entrepreneur. So Ron, now you are an entrepreneur. You started companies. You're on, I believe, your second company. My third, what was actually. the pathway? I mean, your third, of course. You know, <laughs> got to do my research. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what was your pathway to entrepreneurship? I mean, we, it's, you, like you said, it's not typical to have social mobility. It's not typical to start three companies. Uh, but it does happen. Mm -hmm. 
But for you, what was the pathway? So it started out with this one pivotal moment because um, it all starts with my first love basketball. I was mm. in varsity in high school. I didn't really study at all. That was the only thing I really wanted to do. I had failing grades. And then come college, I had this jock mentality. I don't really care, but I wasn't a basketball player anymore. And then I failed uh, the most easiest subject that you can think of. I'm the only guy that failed. It's called algebra. And that almost derailed my whole journey already. And then that's, that's when I realized that, hey, my mom worked so hard to give me these opportunities. Am I just going to blunder it? Before, mm -hmm. I channel, channel every single thing that I do through basketball. But since that does not exist, I need to find something that I'm good at that I'll... Uh, that, that I can put everything else. Obviously, school isn't that. So the first path that I that really paved the way for me in, in in this journey is I worked in a call center. I was 18 years old in between my first and second year of college, and that was the most pivotal. If it's not the decision, but that was the most pivotal moment that made me realize two things. Number one, my real gift isn't basketball. My real gift is my ability to communicate, and that's how I learned how to speak like this. Because I was a telemarketer. I'm one of those annoying guys <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that call you every single day trying to sell you something you don't need. It's not our fault, by the way. Those, those calls just come in. As soon as we hang up, there's another one that's on the line. 100 calls a day. That's how I learned how to be an, sound like an American. And the most natural way. And I always get this like, hey, how come you sound like from, you're from the Bay Area? I'm like, no. It's, it's because I did this. Even the customers. Accent remediation. Able, yes. <laughs> Matter of fact, they, they, they call it the industry. Accent remediation. Absolutely. And then at that point, that's also what I realized. Because I, I didn't stop schooling. I kept going to school. But that's when I realized how hard it is to make money. And I saw a lot of my, my colleagues, they were like in their 40s. Sandy Sewell's like, I don't want to do life like this. There's got to be another way where I can get to that dream that we believe in sooner, where I don't have to waste my whole life trying to do that. And the natural way, for some reason, is to be an entrepreneur. And I was taking up commerce as a, co as, as a course. And in between your first and second year college, you don't have a major yet. You only get to choose your majors uh, at, your, at your third year. And I studied in the oldest university in Asia. This name is University of Santo Tomas. It's 400 years old. It's older than Harvard. Okay. Wow. So in that school, no matter how old it is, it's not, it's not known for business. It's known for medical school. It's known for architecture, for accounting. Business is not what they're known for. It's very strong program in 17th century studies. Yes. <laughs> and um, Sorry. Dominican, Dominican yeah. old school stuff. Right. So going back, I was trying to, I was really trying to find a, a way, like how can I learn how to be an entrepreneur? And again, I'm just going to go off tangent right now with my podcast called Hustle Share, where I talk to entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurship is taught by doing not by just you know a course but I still I took it and I almost didn't make it I had to beg because again I had a deficiency that algebra subject <laughs> that I failed they almost didn't take me in I was like hey I, I, I cried in front of the dean or the department head mm. so just give me a shot I'll make uh, I'll make sure that this is worth it 
uh, that that you know I'll I'll be an asset to the to this program. So they gave us gave me a shot, and then after getting in, I was now taking up entrepreneurship. And again, that school is not known for entrepreneurs. Sadly, sometimes uh, actually no, majority of the time, everyone that studies entrepreneurship does not end up becoming an entrepreneur. FOMO. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to NetSuite.com slash FOMO. That's NetSuite.com slash FOMO. NetSuite.com slash FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. So talk about for folks who haven't maybe been to the Philippines or or don't know sort of the entrepreneurship scene. So we met back in December and I was over there. We had dinner, hit it off right away. And I I had spent about a week and a half meeting with entrepreneurs. So I I got a sense of what the country is like. And it's kind of interesting because it's a fast growing country. It's a big country, over 100 million people, English speaking. Um, you know, there's a huge call center industry, as we talked about. Yeah. So like when you get when you call somewhere and you have a Filipino person pick up, remember, it could be the next Ron. So be nice. Um, <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. But but you have all this stuff happening. But at the same time, entrepreneurship is, you know, startups like, you know, what we think of in the States, it's pretty new a lot there's some of these families that kind of control the economy of the country they kind of like corner the market so being like a just a dude or a lady and starting your company and raising money like it's a whole different it's a whole different animal so so ron like talk about just paint a picture for us of what it is like to be an entrepreneur in the philippines you have a handicap um i mean it's already hard being an entrepreneur by default but starting out in the Philippines, you have a very massive handicap. Number one, just to paint a picture, in Southeast Asia, there's, again, uh, there's startups. And their closest, pro- in, in terms of proximity and culture-wise, is Indonesia. Indonesia has 
14 or 15 unicorns. The Philippines mm. so far, unfortunately, doesn't have any yet. So there's a handicap because, again, there are s- several multi-generational things that, that, are, that have been instilled here. We're a service type of country. We're, we're typically used to doing that. And, and in terms of employment, since you know the, the colonial times of the Spanish, the Americans, that's just how we're wired. You're not supposed to be the one making an, on, an enterprise because, again, it's, if there are, it's typically those are, uh, who are already historically um, elite at that point. So starting off where I came from, I, was, I knew that doing a traditional business and everyone, every one of my classmates were just trying to do SMEs. So there's no knock in doing that. They were trying to do food carts, buy and sell. That's great. That's, a, that's probably 90% of the, the businesses that people do. But I said, I didn't want to do something like that because again, I believe that I can get my mom a house. Luckily, during my third year, um, there's this guy who had a conference in the school that says you can make money online or make businesses online. I didn't even know what, what a startup was. It wasn't even called a startup yet. But during mm. his talk, I thought of something. It's like a eureka moment. And said, I want to create a website that gets people on the guest list of clubs, of nightclubs. Because that's, I love partying. Um, and every single time I have to, to party, my poor whatever budget, that like my $5 budget goes to just paying cover. It's like, man, that could have been a couple more drinks, but it's gone, Right. So I wanted to create that. And again, I, I knew the problem very well. I approached him and he said, uh, okay, I'll help you. But under two, so I, we met up and two things he asked first before we, we started was, number one, he asked me, Ron, do you do drugs? I'm like, no. <laughs> Just because I look like this and a scrawny kid, I used to smoke cigarettes, but I don't, I've never, never done that. I wouldn't do that. Because my mom taught me how not to do it. Like, nope, that's something, that's a line you don't cross. And then the second thing, the only condition he asked me was, if you ever become successful, don't pay me back, pay it forward. His name is Georgi Azurin. He, he just passed last year. And, it's, it's, it, and every, everything that I do now technically is in honor of that bargain that we set. So long story short, I created this website that gets people in the guest list of clubs. It became, I did that for six years. It got funded by 500 startups and a few more. In a, and I got funded after two years of being broke. I went from club to club to club to get people on the guest list. It became the biggest nightlife app in Asia. But in 2016, um, it's, it's compounding rookie mistakes that happened. You know, stupid decisions, average stupid decision, but the, Death kiss, and I hate to say it like this, but the death kiss was, there was a big rave that happened here in Manila, 2016. I had two months of runway um, left. But it, if we made it there, we would have picked it up already. My lead investor went to this rave that we sold tickets to. After I sold tickets, I went home. And then the morning after, his 
family was calling me. He's like, what, what's going on? I don't understand. I, I, I went home after selling. He passed away. He was our lead investor. At the rave? At the rave. Oh, no. It was a, it was a, it was a overdose. Popped wow. a bad pill. So that, at that point on, this is 2016. Rodrigo Duterte, our, this new president coming in who hated drugs, won the election. So yeah. nightlife, that was the last big rave that happened ever in the Philippines. And that also came with my business. I had two months runway. So I had, after that, nightlife was dead. I had to let go of my people and I started from zero again. I lost everything. The most gut-wrenching feeling I've had ever. I remember being super confused and just hopeless at that point. Wow. It, it, you know, when it rains, it pours. It's like, it's... <laughs> It's a perfect storm. You can survive one thing, but when there's two plus all at the same time, you know, it's very hard to make it through. <laughs> That's an yeah. insane story. Now, you you did this is like, you know, it's funny. When we first met, mm -hmm. um, you told me about this company you started and sold. And I was like, oh, that sounds nice. And now the world, the, you know, everything that's happened since with ChatGPT mm -hmm. has made me think like, wow, the, Ron is really like, He's, he's ahead of the game. Because you started a thing after that called Chatbot PH. Correct. Which, I, I mean, that name alone, I mean, these days, like, you could just sell the name for $35 million. But talk about, and you sold this business. This was like a big milestone for you. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. And how you, what, what was the idea, how you started it, how you, because you did it so quick. I mean, it is yeah. really kind of incredible. Tell us that story. Becky. So, during the last few days of Party File, there's this big keynote that Zuckerberg uh, was talking about. He's like, hey, there's, you can now put chatbots in Messenger. I don't know anything about chatbots. And the very first idea, again, similar to my Eureka moment back then, well, very first idea that came through, hey, this would have been what we needed for the guest list thing to do. Because they, people didn't need an app. By default, mm -hmm. people sent names through a chat, through, through text, through Messenger. If we only had this bot, this would have worked. So I said, all right, I'll try to do this. But on the side, I also just bought the domain chatbot.ph. I don't know anything about chatbots. But this... <laughs> <Okay. time. laughs> How much? Like 99 cents? Nah, probably... In some, somewhere in between 10 to $20. <clears throat> Oh man, you stinker. That's pretty good. <laughs> so I, I bought it. It's like, all right, whatever. We'll we'll, um, we'll apply this, and then, unfortunately, party file died. But I still had this in my back pocket. So at that point, lost everything. I had to look for freelance jobs uh, on Upwork just to, you know, I have I have bills to pay. But during even remember even during those times, my decision was still the same decision, which is to believe. I've always believed that I can still probably figure it out. I just need to try again. And when you hit rock bottom, everything after that is up, right? So I created my very first uh, MVP. It was just a deck. I didn't know anything about bots. I had Minimum to study on the fly. product, everybody. 
Nope. Yeah, it's your prototype. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. So I pitched that, created a website. I had the perfect domain and still own the domain now. And all of a sudden, I created a very easy chatbot and, again, a PowerPoint presentation. And my very first client that came through was Citibank. And this is a brand new company. And then, boom, all of a sudden, it's a five-digit check. U.S. It's like, boom, oh, thank I think we got into something. But this time now, I applied every single thing that I learned from PartyFile. And within 12 months of putting it up, I got it acquired. And after that, I was finally able to buy my mom a house. FOMO. FOMO. That's amazing. So that's the story. It, 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 <laughs> it's, it's insane. And, you know, it just shows you. Oh, I mean, just a comment here. Because so we're in a an environment where it's really hard. There's less opportunity. There's less capital. Yeah. Um, and you, you're like, you know, you have your podcast is called hustle share. And like generally like, you know, the hustle culture in the U S is kind of toxic. Right. So like we, we have to be, that word has like, it's loaded for a lot of people. It's polarized. You, yeah, but you do this business, which is the party file business. You know, you experience some success. You, you get your education, you get your like, six-year MBA, yep. it dies, kind of external events, you know, ex- exogenous events, it's, you know, you, it's just insane. You then humble yourself to go do freelancing gigs on Upwork, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I have to imagine that first time you logged in, you're like, ugh, this sucks, but you do it. Yep. And then you you strike while the iron is hot, you're creative, you keep going. Like that it's really hard to teach that, you know, that's hunger. Like, it's funny. I was, I was talking to some folks the other day about investing and, and how to think about investing and as companies get bigger, um, you know, what changes And the word the person said was hunger. They lose the hunger the minute you get comfortable right now. Mm-hmm. So that is just, that is like a journey that I think a lot of people can relate to. You have some success. You achieve one of the goals, which is buy your mama house, which is awesome. And someday maybe you'll take me there next time I'm over by you. Yep. But yep. you don't stop. And I think now we're at like five companies, by the way. You said three. I'm thinking there's more because you got Podcast Network Asia. You have Pod Machine. You have your podcast. So you got a lot. You've got all these other things going on. And, and what's interesting, too, is your next set of projects we'll get into now it all is kind of thematically tied because you get into the world of podcasts, which we all love because we're all mm-hmm. here together on FOMO Sapiens. You yep. start a podcast network, you and then you start Pod Machine, which is which is a business I want to talk about pr- predominantly here because I think it, everybody should know about it. And mm-hmm. you have your podcast, which I was lucky to be on. So let's let's go to the present day because you know, mm-hmm. right? Everybody, just so you know, like right now, it's like late in the evening in the Philippines. People there work overnight because of the nature yep. of a lot of the businesses which are serving um, the U.S. and other European markets. So, like, it's a culture where people just like it's very normal to like go to the work at you know 7 p.m. whatever. Um, yes. And that's why when you call over there and you know you call your bank if somebody picks up in the Philippines, that, that it's the middle of the night for them. So, I'll be nice, remember. But Ron, <laughs> talk about talk about what you're building with pod machine. I mean, I think it's in, in a little bit about how you kind of got into that business via podcast mm. network Asia. Cause that, sure. that's why everybody, that's how I heard about this guy. I heard about podcast network Asia when I was in the Philippines, people were talking about it. It was like the hot 
company in town. And my, I heard the word podcast and I was like, hmm, got to find out more about this. So yeah, <laughs> talk about it. So this all ties up to, again, to the, to the very start where my mentor is asking me. Because somewhere uh, after selling Chatbot PH, you're right. The hunger, when you're full after that win, you're not that hungry. And that's foreign territory to me because I'm always hungry. <laughs> and I always ask myself, what do I want to do next? And then it dawned on me, hey, I have a, I have a, pro I made a promise to my mentor that if I ever want to go uh, become successful, I shouldn't pay him back. I should pay it forward. But I don't want to do talks and all of a sudden just be everywhere because that was an ego trip and also a waste of my time. I ha I still had to run the company. And if there's one thing that I always wanted to do that I never gave a, myself a, a a good shot at was I wanted to be on radio. So I studied how to do like radio, voice acting, some thingamajig, and then I applied because I've always wanted to be in radio. And then nobody uh, called me back. And then my then fiance, my wife now says, you know what? Why don't you just create a podcast? Like, okay, sure. I'll just do it so I can cuss and I love cussing. You know, I don't want, I don't want anyone to just say uh, that I can't do anything. So I created a podcast called Hustle Share for one specific thing only because I wanted to pay it forward because I made that bargain with my mentor. So now I created a podcast that basically covers all the best journeys to the founders that I know from the Philippines because again, it's rare and you have a handicap, but there are winners and there are a lot of lessons in between. But during creating this podcast, I also saw that there's such a big opportunity in podcasting in Southeast Asia and around the world. So I created, after six months of doing it, I saw the problems. First off, um, nobody wants to edit their own show. Everybody wants to talk. Nobody has the time to edit. Number two, the, the quality of sound can, back in 2019 when we were starting this varied so much. Some people sounded like us. Most people don't sound like this. So we had to do, you had to step up. And third, nobody knew how to grow their show. And number four, nobody knew how to monetize that show. I was able to do everything of all of those within the first 10 episodes, I was able to monetize my podcast. Say, hey, I've seen this model in the startup ecosystem called accelerators and incubators. And why not do that instead, but for podcasting? So again, I went vanilla. And every, every name that I create, startup that I need is always straightforward. So I bought the name podcastnetwork.asia and started talking to podcasters. And then started growing that, got some significant funding, raised at least $750,000. And also I had another eureka moment. We were helping out at, at, our, uh, at around 2022, we already had 230 shows. We had 35% of the top 200 podcasts in the Philippines, around 10% in Indonesia. So we were the biggest. We were talking about 8 million downloads a month combined. So we had to create this whole thing in Southeast Asia. But another eureka moment came came through to me that, hey, 70% of the shows that we're working on in the Philippines are done in English. And we all actually solved the very problems that we had in PNA or Podcast Network Asia. Why not solve this same problem but for podcasters around the world and give it a, an, a proper platform so podcasters that don't have the time to edit or grow their show 
you can just give us the file and then 48 hours after they can already publish their episode so it's everything that we did in that, that product to solve our problems in PNA is basically what eventually turned into Pod Machine. Wow. Okay, so you got you got this moment to pitch everybody who's listening because we have lots of people out here who love podcasts, who have podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'm using your service now. Yep. For 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 you know all of my. TikTok, which everybody knows about because we've been talking about it in the show, uh, for uh, my reels. So I'm using some parts of your service. Mm-hmm. Tell us about, you know, for this is it. Like, here's your big moment, Shark Tank moment. Mm-hmm. Pitch the business and let no people know what they can get if they sign up. Sounds good. So if you're an existing podcaster or an aspiring podcaster, podcasting shouldn't be hard. The one thing that people don't have is time. To edit their show because it, it takes around an hour or two to, to already record. What we do in Pod Machine is basically a full service podcast post production uh, thing that we do. So all you need to do is just go to podmachine.com. There's a free trial and drop us your file. And if you're if you if you need guidance on how to get it done, we have amazing podcast managers that can help you out and walk you through the process. And for as low as uh, 50 bucks uh, on our current pricing it, it's going to increase soon um, 150 bucks actually you can get four episodes edited end to end and all you need to do is just drop a file 48 hours after you're going to get a fully produced podcast ready for that but also I just want to give you a sneak peek and I haven't told you this Patrick but Ooh. we're also breaking news breaking news <laughs> exclusive here on FOMO Sapiens the uh, <laughs> We're also helping brands create their a brand new podcast network, similar to what we did in PNA. Because what we're seeing, and I'm not sure if you're seeing this trend, podcasting has is now becoming category based. It's similar mm-hmm. podcasts, like similar to say what what HubSpot Podcast Network does or the LinkedIn Podcast Network does has. It's, ver- it's similar shows cross-pollinating against each other mm-hmm. that basically, you know, all in all encompassed by one brand on one circular topic. So if you have a brand or you have a, a network or an organization that wants to represent and give multiple people voices, that's exactly what we did as PNA anyway. We source out not just, we, do, we just don't do the post-production. We can do so much more on top of what we do in Pod Machine. First one is we can also help source out talents or the best hosts because the success of a podcast doesn't just rely on how you edit it. It's who's hosting the show. Number two, you also help market it, like market it to the point where, again, similar to what we do for Patrick, create reels and make sure that there's a there's a science to how you're acquiring listenership and number three is to help you monetize you know podcasting in 2023 is very much video driven and you need to be on youtube as well that's why we're doing these videos with 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 patrick because you need to start investing in your video strategy and of course lastly analytics and this product now powered by pod machine is called podcast network Builder. If, if our very, very our very first iteration in what we're doing is PNA, we are now PNB. There you go. Wow. And next is PNC. 
like the there you go. <laughs> no, that was that. By the way, that that that's a terrible joke. I'm going to leave it in so you guys know how bad my sense of humor is. Uh, but I should edit it out and save us all the groans. All right. So, Ron, <laughs> I, this is incredible. I, I like, you know, I, I'm just proud to have you here because I think what what is so special is and this is not by the way, there are lots of not not a gazillion, but there are other great entrepreneurs, whether in the Philippines or other countries around the world who are building companies that service global needs and they're using yep. the newest technology and the newest creativity. So you are part of that group. And your story is is one that, you know, we can all listen to. And if you're listening from the Philippines or Asia, you know what we're talking about. So, like, you know, Ron is a great example of what you can do. Now, if you want to find out more, so the cool thing is, if you like Ron and his voice, which wasn't good enough for voiceover acting, but is good enough for podcasting, you can yep. find him on his own podcast, which is called Hustle Share Podcast. Go to hustleshare.com. I was on the show a little while back. Um, it was your 100th show or your 400th show? Fourth or anniversary. Like that. that was you. Fourth anniversary. And it was a great conversation. And if you want to find out more about this business, Pod Machine, just go to podmachine.com. Go check it out. And and we are offering, uh, if you use the, the code uh, FOMO Sapiens, you get a deal. Um, yep. But, both you know, in, both in Pod Machine and Podcast Network Builder. Just go to podmachine.com. Yeah. So check that out and, um, and you know, just think about starting something today. This is my big takeaway from this conversation. I mean, it's, it is like, it's belief is it's, it's a free thing that you can have. It's hard. It's like the hardest free thing ever to have, but if you can have it, then you can do amazing things. All right, Ron Beitiang, CEO of so many companies, <laughs> but most, <laughs> most excitingly, Pop Machine, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And again, I'll just wrap this up with one thing. And you said it right. My mom always taught me that if I'm ever going to dream, do it well because it's free. Be very, very, very specific over the type of dream and don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO Sapiens is recorded in New York City. Theme music is by Mike McGinnis, and editing and post-production is by Josh Elstro. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me at FOMOSapiens.com and at PatrickMcGinnis.com. To advertise on FOMO Sapiens, reach out to contact at FOMOSapiens.com. FOMO.